Brothers, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they wanna borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. Dearest listener, The news here at camp is gleeful and filled with much joy. After the the somber note of last night and the not knowing if we're going to make it through the night and fearing the atrophy of the internets would set in, the news is much better this morning as, as we were awoken. The camp was awoken to the sounds of Pandora coming from our phones and high-speed internet coming from everywhere. (laughs) Dear listener, we don't have to fear the worst. We have made it through the storms. We are here in the land of Wi-Fi once more to bring you Unrelated at Birth. I have always been your obedient servant, D. Dot Adams. That was sweet. Do you like the your the... internet was coming from everywhere? Well, yeah, Wi-Fi is all around us. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. Well, I was I was trying to. Yeah, it was I had, pouring forth. I had I had glorious speaking. Ken Burns music style music behind me. I felt like it was a good period piece. I had to f- match the music. I like that. It reminded me it was very Valley Forge. That's what I was going for, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're in the tent with all hope is lost. We've resorted to eating our horses. Yes. Like in Hamilton. And then all of a sudden you see that one light on the router light up. <laughs> and your whole life returns to normal. For me, the the router was still lighting up. For anybody that doesn't know, we didn't record last night, and the show is one day late because Dave lost internet last night. If you didn't well, see the live, and you didn't okay. see the post. So I did it in that style because I, I wrote the whole, whole Hope is Lost Hamilton yeah. Valley Forge style. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but I feel bad now after I, I posted that and we were making fun of it. The reason my internet was out was because of the Nashville tragedy. Was it really? Yeah. The the uh, hub for wildnology, whatever you have, whatever it's called now, is actually in Nashville. Mm. Um, really quick, before we, we get into that, Golden Voice of the South, Dave Adams, Human Jukebox, top of the state of Alabama, Madison, Alabama, all the good things. Phenomenal brother. Adam Joseph Russell, middle of the state of Florida, St. Cloud, House of Mouse. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, 
Do you like my Mickey there? No. Okay. It was a good try, though. Gorsh. Um, but we do have to pause for a moment. Nashville is always going to hold a special place in my heart. Um, I know you've never been up there. Or if you have, it's been a long time. I've driven me. past Nashville one time. Right. Uh, but because of our love for country music, Nashville will always hold a special place in our hearts. Uh, I have some very dear friends that live in Nashville. Um, I, I, we have to say we believe in Nashville. Nashville, uh, we need to pray for Nashville. We need yep. to to do everything we can for Nashville. For those that don't know, Monday night, there was a very bad tornado that went through basically downtown Nashville. Yeah. Um, it was just a little north of it, but the the actual We Believe in Nashville sign was on a building called Basement East. It is where Sup Graps Wrestling, a bunch of places uh, have their facility. It was destroyed. <clears throat> Luckily, nobody was in the building at the time. I, yeah. I, the last Let's see, the I Believe in Nashville mural is still up. It's still Amazingly there. enough, yeah. Yeah, the last count I've seen is 22 casualties yeah um countless missing um, yeah, i saw uh james span posted something that said they haven't done the official assessment of width and all that yet but they said that it was on the ground for 50 miles yeah that's a beast man it is i mean it's yeah it's bad uh that's that's basically the tuscaloosa to birmingham birmingham tornado from april 27 of mm -hmm. 11. yeah so uh, alabama fills you tennessee uh i am not a fan of the state of, of the, the college of Tennessee. And we, we, everybody knows that that's not the, the biggest secret on this show, but I saw the most apropos post on Facebook today said, for those of you who have just moved to Tennessee and you see this tragedy, you're about to find out why we're called the volunteer state. Yeah. And, and that's, that is something to be, could be said about the residents of Tennessee residents of the South, uh, resiliency and community is something that I know is, is alive and well in Nashville and in, yeah. in Tennessee. Um, so our hearts go out to the people of Nashville. We, we pray for the people in Nashville. In fact, I'm going to do something that we've only done once on the show. Okay. I'm going to say, Hey, let's bow our heads. Let's say a quick prayer, but for the people in Nashville, if you don't go mind, go ahead, do it. Heavenly father, Lord, we, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the, the ability to have our voices be heard and to be uh, free to say what we want, how we want, and pray to who we want. Uh, God, we know that you are all-powerful. We know that all good and powerful things come from you. We also know that you control the storms. Uh, you control the good, the bad. Uh, Lord, we know that these storms, there was a purpose for these storms. Uh, and Lord, I, I, I pray that somewhere in the hurting, there is healing. And Lord, I know that the only way people can heal physically, emotionally, however, Lord, is, is through you. Um, I pray that, uh, that your hand will be on the city of Nashville. Your hand will be on those that have experienced loss. I uh, pray that, uh, that their lives will be, uh, be just healed and uh, pray that going forward that they uh, they can be they can praise you and as as the song says they can praise you in the storm I know that's kind of a a, a hokey line that's in a song Lord but there's there's so much to that line uh, 
God, I, I pray that you will you'll let the words that come out of mine and Adam's mouth in this next 45 minutes just be pleasing to you and uh, help edify and maybe brighten some other people's day. God, we thank you and we love you. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you all for, for bearing with me. If you're driving, please, I hope you didn't close your eyes. <laughs> um, so, so you forgot you forgot to introduce um, some other people, Dave. I did. Well, I, we had to go into that Nashville field. Okay. Well, introduce the rest of our crew. Well, do you want to do two of them and I will do three of them? You do all of them. I will do all of them. Okay. So we've got some patrons uh, that I said that at least at once a month, you will get a special shout out and you will get a special email from two certain email addresses, Dave at Unrelated at Birth and Adam at Unrelated at Birth. Uh, we have yet to do those. So we will get on that and you will have that by the end of the week. Uh, Jeff Kramer, thank you for being part of the show. Sherry Matz, thank you for being part of the show. Now, if we can get you to call in, you'd even be more part of the show. <laughs> Michael Watts, thank you for being part of the show. Big Mike. Big Mike. Virgil Russell, thank you for being another part of the show. <laughs> and Kathy Russell, thank you for being part of the show. You can now say you're in the game. With the fastest growing podcast in the, no, well. For the fastest growing podcast. <laughs> the fastest growing podcast with two hosts that are in Alabama and Florida. No, probably not. The no. fastest growing <laughs> the fastest growing podcast in the unrelated at birth studio. Oh, I like that. There you go. There you go. I like that. All right, Adam. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, we mentioned it on the live tonight on ABC. A dude walked a tightrope over a volcano <clears throat> volcano, but we are not going to talk about him. We're actually going to do our own high wire act over a volcano ourselves. We're going to delve into politics. I don't want to. But I am not going to open this up to where we share any opinions or go on any get off my lawn rants about well, any particular candidate except for one. Because I want to start off this political conversation recapping a fascinating discussion, at least fascinating to me, that I had with you over text the other day. In the okay. Alabama Senate race, okay, you have Jeff, Jeff Sessions, Mr. Recusal yes. himself, mm -hmm. running against um, Tommy Tuberville, it looks like now in a runoff. Will they? Will just those two be in the runoff? Just those two, Brett okay. Byrne and thank goodness Roy Moore right. no longer are in the, is in the running. So now for the Senate seat, you have a choice between Jeff Sessions and mm -hmm. Tommy Tuberville. Mm -hmm. And the quote that you made or that you gave me when I asked, are you going to vote for Tubbs on Super Tuesday was a very emphatic no. Right. And so I assume then that when we get around to March, whatever, when this runoff happens, that your answer, what's that? I actually won't be able to vote in the runoff. I'll be in Disney. You can't do it like absentee ballot. <laughs> do your civic duty, Dave. And so, if you were oh, to I'm, fill I'm out a an absentee duty person, if you were to fill out a absentee ballot, the Tommy Tuberville box would still remain unchecked. I assume. Uh, I have a very hard time with those two. 
Okay. I do. I do. I have I have ultimate issues against both of them. And and so, I will let me let me yeah, first go, go into go my issues with Jeff Sessions. Um I'm a big proponent of and this is probably the most one of the most non GOP uh, views I have. I'm a Republican. Uh, I'm, I'm a very moderate Republican. Uh, but one the biggest non GOP moderate view I have is I'm a big proponent of term limits. Jeff Sessions had his term. He's been there since Hal Heflin. And if that, if <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, he's been yeah, there. That's a while. That's a long time. Hal Heflin was a Dixiecrat. Yeah. For those of you who know your history, Hal Heflin was. I mean, he was there in the fifties. Yeah. So we went Hal Heflin to Jeff Sessions. Jeff, is, you've had your time. Uh, also, you've been fired by Donald Trump. Uh, I understand who hasn't that, at this point, though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but but Jeff Sessions, to me, he might have been he. He recused himself because he didn't want to perjure himself. So. Yeah. That's a, a plus and a minus to to me. I, I applaud him for not perjuring himself. Yep. But then I also wonder, you know, to quote our favorite musical, if you stand for if you stand for nothing, Burr, then what will you fall for? Yeah. So on one side, you have very well thought out very rational and reasonable political reasons why you would possibly not vote for Jeff Sessions. Okay. So on the other hand, walk us through your rationale for not voting for Tommy Tuberville. He lives in Florida. Okay. He has big ears. <laughs> he coached for Auburn. Okay. He walked into Brian Denny stadium and said, fear the thumb and left the freaking stadium, walked right past me holding his stupid little thumb up. And I wanted to break it off of him. So are those in order of importance or are the ears and the Florida thing less important than the Auburn coach feared the thumb? I plead the fifth. <laughs> so you, 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 you would say that in no certain order, Right. These are your reasons. Okay, got it. I think I think that is absolutely fascinating that that football means that much in the state of Alabama. Adam, it's 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 fascinating to me. Let me ask you this. Sure. If Steve Spurrier mm -hmm. were to run for Senate mm -hmm. in the state of Florida from the Orange County whatever county St. Clair or St. Yeah, our district. Yeah. Would you be able to separate the Florida coach from the politician? Because <laughs> oh. you know the type of person he was as the Florida coach. I do. I do. So I actually. And that's the same thing I'm, I'm, I'm suffering with, with the Tuberville versus the yeah. pol political Tuberville versus the coach Tuberville. I actually, um, and we forget even Blair brought this up. Tuberville was at Ole Miss too. I right. forgotten all about that. But, I, I guess so, I, I, he, th this was Tuberville. I guess I'm going to have to come out and say it. You're going to have to take me away from Ole Miss in a pine box. And then, and, and then he left in a car. Right. Exactly. <laughs> with a moving, with a moving van in cardboard boxes. Yeah. I think here's, here's the thing though. I would say to that, 
and this is this is exactly why we started the show for discussions just like this. I love it. Um, I would actually vote for Steve Spurrier because I would love to see him on the Senate floor give one of his just signature Spurrier speeches. I would actually love to see that. I think that that kind of a being a winner, he knows how to win. He did it with the Gators, with the Apollos, not so much with the Redskins, <laughs> but he knows how to win. So a, he's got that vote, but B that I really don't care what anybody thinks about me, you know, attitude. I would love to see him unleashed on Washington DC. So I would actually, in that case, vote for Steve Spurrier. Okay. So Steve Spurrier, let me, but I think, um, I think it's different between Tommy Tuberville and Steve Spurrier. I think that would be apples and oranges a little bit because I don't know that yeah, Tuberville because, has that same approach. Because you know? Spurrier never actively in the middle of Bryant Denny stadium. Of course he never played or coached that much at BDS, Yeah, but Spurrier never actively in the middle of Bryant Denny stadium taunted, taunted the, the fans and the, the team and all that stuff. Uh, let's I'm trying to think. Okay. Oh. Ed Ogeron. <laughs> see, who, again, again, I would know for him Ogeron, because I want to see you him. want to hear that. <laughs> I want to see him on, on the floor Ogeron. of the Senate saying, we've got to solve the board wall climate change. I just, I, I would pay money for that. But I mean, it's that that attitude that he had after he beat Alabama at Brian Denny Stadium in the state in the yeah. If you can I, say that, I don't know why. So we'd put Philip Fulmer up there too, right? We would put yes. Philip Fulmer in there. I would put Jackie Sherrill in there. I agree with you. Blast from the past, because that when yeah. you, when you when you started talking, let's make a comparison. The first person that popped into my head that I would not vote for in that situation. I don't know why, but Jackie Sherrill popped into my head, back from Mississippi State. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's it's that. Yes, I, if it came down to it, I can definitely separate politics from football. Yeah, no problem because that is two totally different. I mean, look at um, Osborne of 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 uh, Nebraska. Tom Osborne. He went on to be Tom Osborne. He went on to be one of the best senators from the state of Nebraska. Yeah. What happened to your camera there? How about um, sorry? So there are there are some good examples and. I am sure, well, no, because Nebraska doesn't have a in-state rival, but I am sure that if they did, that people can say, okay, yes, let's let's lay down football rivalries and then look at politics. Yeah. But let's be 100% honest. I am not putting down people in the state of Alabama. I'm not. Yeah. So when I say this, realize that. We have a big enough problem in the state where voters only see R and only see D. Yeah, that's true. That's in every because, state, though. Well, no, it's especially prevalent here in Alabama because, okay, walking that tightrope again. Um, two Go years ago, it. two years ago, when Walt Maddox was the governor or the, the mayor of Tuscaloosa, yep. was running against Kay Ivey. Kay Ivey is old. She is set in her ways. She was not the greatest governor to take over for uh, old. Robert Bentley. Yeah. And Walt Maddox was the better candidate. But because KIV would not do a, a debate against Walt Maddox, people didn't take the initiative enough to go and, and learn about the candidates. Yeah. KIV won because she had that R next to her name where Walt Maddox had that D next to his name. If if we have a state where it's R and D, Republican and Democrat, and we are a we're not a purple state, we're a straight up red state. Yeah. 
and I'll admit it. I voted for Doug Jones two years ago when Jeff Sessions was out because I wasn't going to vote, vote for Roy Moore. Yeah. So I have voted Democrat in the past and I will if I, ha- I will again if I have to. I don't want to vote for Doug Jones again this time yeah. in November. But you are going to have a problem with 90% of the Alabama fans who see Tommy Tuberville and they have the same first initial thought that I have. Fear the thumb at Brian Denny Stadium. Yeah. Am I wrong? I mean, tell no, me I'm wrong, and I'll, I, I'll I change my mind. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I just, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't say that I know what vision that um, that Tuberville has shared that he has. You know, what's he going to? I do haven't seen any of his. Saying? What's his platform? You know, so I, I don't know if he's running off a of name recognition or not. But, um, but if he, if he, if he put a good enough platform out there, I would hope that 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 dividing line would be able to be there. I do think though that I agree with you and and we said we weren't going to share too many opinions, but I, I think everybody kind of agrees that term limits is something that yeah. you know has to happen at some point. Needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, we've got people the Alabama senators right now. The big one, Richard Shelby. I mean, he has done amazing things for Huntsville. I can't I can't say how good he's done for my city. Yeah. Because of NASA, because of everything that's come through Huntsville, all yeah. the Army stuff, everything. But I, I'm, I've got to look this up. He has been in office for a lot more. Yeah, it's true. Time than he should. That is true. Uh, I'm looking it up now. Uh, by the way, I'm getting a text message from Carrie. It says, take off work on Friday and come toy hunting with us. <laughs> he was first elected to the U.S. Senate in 1986. Wow. He assumed office in 1987. 1987. Yeah. I wasn't 10. I was I was 6. <laughs> I'm 38 now. I turn yeah. 39 next month. That should be a term limit. Yeah. If your president only has 4 to 8 years, and the only people that should have lifetime achievements or lifetime uh, in office is uh, Supreme Court. Yeah. And even those justices step down because they say, hey, I'm getting too old for this crap. Yeah, exactly. Unless your name's Ruth Bader Ginsburg or or people who die in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and it's it, you talk about like the R and the D. I do think we're subject to that a little bit, too, in Florida, because I think if you look at a person like. um I'm trying to pick a name that everybody could probably agree on, but Alan Grayson mm-hmm. down here, he he had a lot of just weird campaign slogans, off the wall stuff. He's about as predictable as, as Biden seems to be these days. Um, <laughs> and I say that just because of the gaffes. The guy makes a bunch of gaffes. I'm not saying anything about him as a person, but it, it, when you look at that, I mean, people saw the D next to his name and he was out there saying the craziest stuff, man. Like it didn't even make any sense. And the D next to his name and the, the district he was running in was heavily democratic and you know, he won and I still yeah. don't know how that he served as, as long as he did. But, um, but yeah, it, it is hard for that D and that R to get erased and you can, where people can look at it. And, and honestly, I think we're getting a little bit. Um, I think everything's leaning to where the D and the R are so diametrically opposed now, almost mm-hmm. mutually exclusive that there probably was a little bit of like Walt Maddox D versus a KIVR. You could have probably said he was more of an independent or a moderate instead of just a Democrat. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's almost now where D and R really are the delineations and there's no middle ground, you know? Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, the, that's the interesting thing to see what happens with, with Bernie overall for me is that, you know, he's registered as a Democrat for the purposes of the primaries, but he's not truly, he's an independent. And, you know, you've got now what it's whittling down now. And I'm glad we waited to talk about this until after Super Tuesday, because now you're whittling down to where you've got Elizabeth Warren, um, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. And honestly, no. I don't I don't know how Warren still I'm talking about actually. Oh, in the race. I'm talking who hasn't who hasn't actually, you know, suspended okay. their campaign. And I, it, Warren, it's just a matter of time for her. Um, I think here's a question, point, though. Probably, I think at this point she's probably staying in it to prove her chops to be the second on the ticket more than anything else. Um, I don't think she's so. not getting enough delegates to win the nomination. That's that's for sure. I don't think she's going to be second on that ticket. Well, I think she's trying to show that she could be. I think she's trying to get her name out there so people will at, will request that she is and kind of like, you know, push whoever gets the nomination to do that. But so it's really a two horse race at this point. And um, you've got an establishment guy and an independent. Yeah. And I, I just it'll be fascinating to see between now and the convention what happens, because the political process alone, regardless of who it is, the whole primary thing is just fascinating to me. Between I delegates that, and superdelegates and primaries and caucuses. And I mean, this is the most important decision our nation makes every four years. And no state has consistent rules and nothing really can be predicted. I don't think they've even called California. At least they hadn't as of when I got home from work earlier today. Really? And, yeah. Because I thought they've already given Bernie those. Well, they've, they've, they've allocated some, but they rely in California evidently on a lot of mail-in votes and early voting. So they're having to go back and really? bring those in. And that's when they'll finish the uh, California tally. So the whole thing just is fascinating. Just amazing the system you, we've set up in this country. The fact that somewhere in the ballpark of 26 men in 1789 or 1786 came up with this system. Yeah. Roughly. I mean, it's not this system. I mean, there well, I mean the, the whole electoral and, college idea. Yeah. Yeah. 26 men in a room that hated each other <laughs> yeah, came up sure. with this system. Yeah. I mean, it, they hated each other. And that's, that's what makes me tightrope. That's what makes me mad. I hate that you brought this topic up. What makes you mad? Okay. Hamilton and Monroe hated each other, mm -hmm. but they came together for the greater good yeah. to get the constitution ratified. Trump and Pelosi hate each other, but they can't do a thing for the greater good of this country. Yeah. If that, Hamilton and Monroe almost came to duels, yeah, and they can handle each other, and that, that's why what can't I, that, that's what I hate about it, the whole situation right now, honestly. And I think everybody can vent equally on this, um, regardless of which side of the aisle your beliefs tend to lean. Is that you know you've got literally almost a stalemate right now. Where the House the is in, in the hands of one party, the the, the Senate's in the hand of the other party, and you know that you got veto power in the White House. So literally, nothing's going to come out of the House that's going to get passed by the Senate. And even if it did, it would get it, it would make it past the Senate. And even if it did, it would get vetoed by the president. Yeah, and it's it's literally just like almost a stalemate. There there are real problems, and and I what I hate the most is if you look back at at the way the, the coronavirus thing has unfolded. And you look at the, the rhetoric alone, it started off where everybody was in the news. 
saying that this was an opening for the Democrats and this was a chance for them to, you know, Trump had to handle this right or or he was going to hurt his election chances. And then as soon as anybody on the other side says anything back, they're like, well, you can't politicize this. This is a health issue. And and it's just this constant between both no. sides. Nobody. This here's the thing a- about it. Nobody's right. Two wrongs do not make a right. And there's not they even a side that can say that they're doing the right thing here. And if we, if we can't even have something like a, a an epidemic that could potentially be a significant health emergency in this country, and we can't even look at that and say, I mean, it, it literally, you look at our political process, a week could make a huge difference here. And it took yeah. the House that long to come up with a bill. It's like, does it really take us that long? Does it really? I mean, there should have been something on the floor drafted within two days and the next day was up for a vote. And I know there's policies and procedures, blah, 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 blah. But when it's your Supreme Court candidate or their Supreme Court candidate that you want to block, you change the rules all the time in the Senate. Right. And in the House. And when it comes to something like this, it's just incredible the amount of time it takes. I mean, there are times my boss asks me for something and they want it yesterday. We mm-hmm. the American people should demand from all of these people, whether they're Republican or Democrat. We ask for solutions to these problems yesterday. You know, no more fighting. Let's get to it. I mean, we honestly haven't seen significant progress in several of the major categories. I think the economy is the only thing that has seen its share of swings in action because Trump's a financial guy. He's a business guy. The economy is what he understands. Right. And I, I hate I hate that the term drain the swamp has has been met with such great fight and pushback because yeah. what we need to do is drain the swamp. And I'm not saying that when it comes to draining the swamp of Republicans or just Democrats or whatever, drain the freaking swamp, fire everybody. It's the start over from procedures and, and, you know, what do they call it? Oh, I can't think of the word uh, filibustering. It's all yeah. of that kind of stuff that, you know, it serves a purpose, but it's used every time. I mean, it's like today you see, in the news today, you see Chuck Schumer in front of the Supreme Court. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and whether what he said is is right, wrong or indifferent, you got then the Republicans are like, oh, you can't say that to the Supreme Court justices. That sounds like violence. And the Democrats are saying words are not violence. But if someone else says that, then words are violence. And it's just right. nobody has a standard. Every the whole standard we exist by today. And I'm trying not to go off on a rant. The whole, the whole standard that this country has started to exist by today is the other side is wrong, no matter what, regardless of prior history. Now, don't lean back. I'm done. That's the only point that I, 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 I can, I've gotten to the point on, on our show where I feel like I can sum up my points more succinctly. Today. What? <laughs> no. No, oh, I, no I wasn't going to rant on this. But we, I've we, got 8% left on my, my on your headphones. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. You better hurry. But it's just like the other side's always wrong, no matter what. That's the state we exist in all the time now. And it's a shame. It is. It's horrible. It's really and, and I, I, it needs to go away. Hey, that won't work either. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling here. So, hey, vamp for a second, Adam. Vamp for a second, really? I'm going to give mm-hmm. the play-by-play of what I see on the video. <laughs> There's Dave. He's fumbling with his headphones and trying to plug the cord in, but he can't because he had too much caffeine in the coffee that he drank earlier. Ooh. So his hands are a bit jittery. <laughs> oh, he's shaking. He's shaking. Did you get it plugged uh, in? I think. I, yes. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I can hear you. But the cord. <laughs> I'm a little. 
Please hold while we fix these technical difficulties of Dave getting uh, tangled up in the cord. What happened with the cord? Well, it's it's short. Oh, okay. And oh, please don't unplug the the surge protector. <laughs> You're gonna have to do this show just over. Uh, let's be a the question kids always plug in your headphones when you're not using send them to the question of the week <laughs> all right guys virgil so asked week. a question i don't know here we go for this week guys what defensive mechanism does a texas horned lizard use not a horned frog but a texas horned lizard use uh so does he shoot blood? Is yeah. that is that? Did you know that? I knew the answer to that one. I, I think I, I remember hearing that somewhere. So I knew. I don't I, know why. I had heard that it was the. So I think the 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 key inflection in the in the question was not a horned frog, because I know a lot of people said like somebody did an alternate of TCU's helmet, and right. it had something to do like with blood shooting out of the eyes or something like that. And it's but not actually a horned frog. It's the horned lizard. That he's saying does that. Okay, now I got Google. Is there a difference between the horned frog and the horned lizard? They're two separate, yes. Hold up now. <laughs> That's a freaky looking animal. So actually it says the horned frog does the same thing too. But it's fascinating okay. because what it actually is, is it says that its final defense response is to shoot blood from flooded sinuses and out its eye sockets. As a result, the predator is often frightened and flees. And the lizard also uses this mechanism to remove foreign particles from the surface of its eyes. Thank the good Lord for tear ducts. Because <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, man, I got something in my eye. Give me a second. You know, right out of the So basically it lives in the south. I can shoot things out of my sinuses every five seconds in the south <laughs> in the spring. I, I, I uh, use a Navage now. And they're not a sponsor, but they should be. Because I use that. You've seen the thing. You stick it in your nose and it pushes through one side and sucks the water out the other. You know, Yeah. And it collects everything down in like this reservoir. One of those neti pot crap things. It's, a, it's like a battery powered neti pot. Yeah. And so um, I was getting really bad. <laughs> that sound alone. Holy cow. I was getting really bad congestion from allergies. And I got one of those and it has made all the difference in the Mr. world. Mr. Russell. But I used, hang on, I used it one time and I, blow, I blew one side of my nose and it made my other ear like sound wet and then water shot out from like the inside of my eye. Do we need to talk about allergies? Allergies. You don't live in, in the South anymore. Dude, everything. So here's, here's what happens. Here's what happens. It gets to like 19 up there and then it gets in the 50s and then it gets in the 20s. Down here, it goes 35. By the time you're in the afternoon, it's in the 70s and everything's like, oh, spring is here in January. Boom. And everything blooms at the same time. Do you have what kind of pollen do you have? Does your car stay yellow? Yes, it does. The whole year? Yeah, pretty much. This is the, you live in the state of Florida. Okay, the, the cultural south. Is different than the physical South. I'm more South than you are, Dave. I live in the middle of basically a reclaimed swamp. <laughs> yeah, so, so yes. okay. So, but you see, should I have seen the oak pollen. You know those little wormy things. And my science is clear up. Like that's when I'm in Florida, oh, see, that, that's different. That's called the placebo effect. 
No, it's not. Yes, no, it's it not. Is. You have different. You, you have different. Like, oh, I am on a cloud. I'm so happy. You just don't notice. You have different here. pollen. You have different pollen up there. Okay. Or that doesn't there. mean I'm not allergic to it. Okay, fine. We You're not going to win this debate. Our spring trees, is worse than your spring. Meadows, oak trees, all that kind of stuff. Those little sticky bushes things, you know? Little sticky bushes? Sticky bushes. Sticky Palmetto's. bushes. Palmetto's. I thought Palmetto was the thing in, in South Carolina because there's Palmetto. a Palmetto state. Palmetto, thought, yeah. Y'all got them in Florida? Yeah. Plants exist everywhere. Fine. Anyway, speaking of everywhere, uh, there, there's, there's some, some new viruses down in your neck uh, of the woods, isn't there? Uh, kind of. Yeah, about an hour and a half away. There's three no, near your, near your parents. Yeah, close to them. Yeah, over Everybody there, near, over there, very near our summer retreat. So you're going to be there next week, aren't you? Yeah. No. No, two weeks. No, we're at Cabana Bay in two weeks. We're at oh, I thought you're going to the the other no, place. That's, that's the summer retreat. Spring oh, break is okay. universal. Um, yeah, you, I mean, I don't know how it is up there, but it's like the all the alcohol sold out, all the Lysol sold out, toilet paper and water are starting to be sold out because in Wait, Florida, toilet paper. Now listen, in Florida, when we think emergency, we think toilet paper, water, canned goods, and batteries because <laughs> we think hurricane. And so, literally, you see toilet paper gone. The the thing that makes me laugh though is first it was the first it was the masks. Toilet paper? Toilet paper, I know. So first it was the masks, then it was the hand sanitizer. And then right. word got out that you could make your own hand sanitizer. And so now all of the aloe gel and alcohol is completely gone from any store you go into. Just those two things are empty on the shelves. Well, the alcohol needs to be gone in any store anyway. Because <laughs> I'd be buying that in store. Oh, I went to Walgreens <laughs> to get something else today. And all they had left were four bottles of wintergreen scented 70% isopropyl alcohol. That's all they have. Every other <laughs> bit of alcohol. But somebody bought that and is going to make wintergreen hand sanitizer out of it. And I would love for that person to come on the show and tell me what it smells like when you smell like wintergreen on your hands. Wintergreen? I mean, do you use no, wintergreen gum? How, how, but like if you have alcohol, which already has a smell, and wintergreen, which already has a smell, and aloe gel, which already has a smell, and you mix all of that together, I don't know how that could possibly work out. In your favor. Alka aloe green. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Alka aloe green. There yeah. you go. That's that's the smell. You know, right, they, so, they say, so, but I have a question for you. Hang on. So they say 99% isopropyl alcohol. And you mix that, two-thirds a cup of that with a cup of aloe gel, and it makes hand sanitizer that's about 65 to 70% um, isopropyl alcohol, which is effective against this. If bourbon <laughs> is... What what percent is bourbon? Can hmm. you get it like the fifties or sixties with bourbon? Oh yeah, I mean so, the stuff I drink. I mean I've got a bottle in my in my uh, collection that's one hundred twenty nine proof. So that's which, almost sixty five. One hundred fifteen percent. Well, it'd be sixty five percent. Yeah, sixty five. So you could pour that on your hands as an effective means of sanitate of sanitizing. No. Why not? No, because if, I paid way person, too much. So let me ask you this: If the person next to you had the corona. And they looked at you and sneezed on your hand and you had that bottle of bourbon. Would you pour that bourbon on your hand if you didn't have any soap, any water, any hand sanitizer available? (laughs) 
See, this the is correct. Like, when I told the you correct I, answer is yes. <laughs> What's the actual answer? <laughs> yes. Oh Mom. man, this is my best stuff. Yeah, right. Um, it's not my best stuff, but it's, it's, it's not when, when we told when we said we were going to talk politics and coronavirus. You picture something different in your head than Tommy Tuberville and but I told you it was going to be okay. See, well, I know, but you made me walk a tightrope a couple of times there. And I, I just, I don't like walking those tightropes. Amen. Uh, so, so let me ask you this, Adam. Yeah. WDW has <laughs> our WDI because this isn't Walt Disney world. They have already shut down two of their parks, right? That's not even WDI. That's so those two parks are run actually by the local government. Okay. So, but Shanghai and Tokyo, right, are both shut down. They are, yes. Okay. So, two of the five. Uh, well, uh, let's see. At least at one point in time, I know Tokyo so was on the closing. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland is too, so it's three. Three of the five. <laughs> Wait. No, there's, there's six. Have, I'm sorry. Have, you have Disneyland, Disney World, Paris, Shanghai, Hong Tokyo, Kong. Hong Kong. Six. Ah, okay, six. So half. Mm-hmm. Half of the Disney parks are closed. Mm-hmm. There are now three cases in Tampa, mm-hmm. right down the street from, well, from right the world. The street, but yes. Well, I mean. I understand the sentiment, yes. What does it take for the world to shut down? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I, one thing I am impressed by, um, I think Governor DeSantis has done a really good job of sharing information. They have daily briefings and and all of that. I think the benefit we have over here is we saw it coming in the States. We knew that something was eventually going to come. We knew how to quarantine. We knew how to test. And we haven't, I mean, no state really has their full testing capability up yet. But I think all the isolation and self-quarantine and kind of... Um, I don't want to say paranoia. I'll say um, informed, that. informed concern that has uh, that has taken hold here. Sure, um, we'll call it that. Yeah, there you go. It has. Uh, I think that it has people taking the steps that they need to take to try to keep it as minimal as possible. Um, okay. I think the the other side of it too is is that there's two strains. They're saying there's two strains going around. One is a mild strain, and one is a more intense strain. And I think it all depends too on which cases did they have and do they have any pre-existing conditions? Because if, if they, all of the people they've identified in Florida traveled to Italy, like there's a known okay. connection to a hotspot, there's no community spread. And I think if you started to see community spread with thousands of cases in a lot of counties in Florida, then I don't think it's just a Disney world thing. I think it's a airport theater, you know, it's a anybody thing. Does anybody right. consider doing something at that point? But I think as long as they keep being smart about this, or at least they're giving the appearance of being smart, <laughs> um, I, I don't know that we are staring that reality in the face at this point. So my, my fear right now is that... And that's not, new- that's not me speaking on behalf of anybody. That's me I saying know. across the board, like I said, for any attraction, whether it's a, a, any gathering place of people, even churches... I think um, everybody has to just keep their eye on it and make an informed decision. But I think at this point, given the the tactics and stuff that they've rolled out, I don't think we have to try. So. I, I am saying that more. Uh, so WrestleMania is in Tampa, the place ground zero for those three cases right now. Yeah. Uh, 
the fact that WWE hasn't canceled WrestleMania or postponed WrestleMania, I'm a little shocked. I figure that they would be quick on the trigger to maybe even postpone. I know they're not going to cancel because that's their that's their Daytona 500. That's their Super Bowl. Um, what I am most concerned right now about this coronavirus is what news media is talking about because news media is talking like it's yeah. martial law is running in the street. It doesn't matter if you're watching Fox News, CNN, wherever. It's talking like it's the worst thing going right now. Yeah. And, and guys, it's a 3% death death rate right now. Yeah. The flu itself is 13%? No, some, no, some, flu maybe is, not that big. But. It, it depends on what you look at. So if you look at overall cases, the flu is between a half. Sometimes it can be as high as one, but it's usually like a decimal percentage of a percent, like okay. a half, or let's just call it 0.5%. If they're sitting at 2%, that's four times as deadly. But all of the deaths, like if you look at it, it's all people with pre-existing conditions, or for the most part, I don't want to say all and misinform anybody. But they, DeSantis said in his, um, in his press briefing today that one of the things coming out of China now is that out of all the cases they've had, they do not see anybody under the age of 15. Really? All the cases they've had. And so it, it's an age-related thing. It's a pre-existing condition-related thing. And I, I honestly think, because we just had the flu run through our house last year. All four of us ended up with a little bit of something. And yeah. it is almost like you just want to just roll over and keel over, you know. I mean, it mm-hmm. is really bad. And so I can only imagine what this is for the people that get it. But you, the thing about what the media is doing is you have one outlet posting an op-ed that was written by a guy that was on the Princess Diamond. And mm-hmm. he got it. And he said, I've, the hardest part of it's been the quarantine. Other than that, it's been the flu. And then you've got yeah. another news outlet reporting a story from somebody else that said, it feels like my lungs are working overtime and all of this. And so nobody's like, everybody's focusing on these types of stories. And right. nobody's, I mean, a lot of people are reporting the numbers, but it's the way in which the numbers are reported. And it's the way in which the stories are presented for how governments are responding and things like that, you know? And it's, it's that tone and that spin that a lot of places, you know, Fox News, CNN, and everybody else insist on putting a spin on everything. Yep. And it just, and that's what I've really, really appreciated from the governor is, yeah, he says, yeah, we have three or four cases. We have a couple of presumed positives and we have a couple of definite positives. And he said, all of them are tied back to travel to Italy and things like that. But the community risk right now is still low. That's yeah. the most objective assessment anybody can make of it right now. So watch your hands. Don't don't pick your nose. You know, don't lick anything. <laughs> you know, why? I mean, it's the same kind of stuff you should always do during flu season. And I think that's the thing about this is if this was waterborne or, you know, if there were other transmission methods they were finding, it would be really, really scary at that point. But the fact that the same way to avoid this is the same way you avoid the flu, which is stuff you should be doing anyway, it is preventable. And I, I said to somebody the other day, nothing against the people of China, but we're America, right? And if China, right. if China can find a way to contain this and keep it, and they're actually having an improvement in their numbers, we can do it too. It's just a I matter agree. of everybody working together. So I agree. I, I want to say this, and I'm not, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy. I'm not saying there's there's something going on. Yeah. But it seems like every other year, every five or six years, there's one of these. Mm-hmm. 2002, West Nile is going to kill us all. 
2004, SARS is going to kill us all. 2006, bird flu. 2009, swine flu. 2014, Ebola. 2016, Zika. 2020, yes. Kung flu. I mean, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I always. Not, not to sound Roy D. Mercer or I forget who this was. Wake up, America. Wake up, America. You know, <laughs> same. Oh, man. Oh, now I got now I got Google. Yeah, but, now we got to figure that out. That's going to bother me. He had a P in his name or something. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah, it, it, I always say about people, you know, when um, when somebody in a position of authority like overreacts and does something just completely crazy to prove that they're the boss, you know, power is not power unless you use it. I think mm -hmm. the media, you know, since and I'll, I'll even say it since 9-11, they have to be louder. They have to be brasher. They have to be. What is it? What's the name? Earl Pitts. Earl Pitts, Pitts off. <laughs> American. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that, that you have to be louder. You have to be the one that everybody thinks they have to go to to get their information from. And you scare people because if you don't scare them, they're not going to listen to your news anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just insane, man. Oh, wow. So I just went down a rabbit hole. Oh, no. Earl Pitts was from Cincinnati. Okay. He was a fictional character performed by Gary Burbank, a radio personality from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Uh, his last pits off was December 21st, 2007. That was my birthday. Mm -hmm. No, December. Oh, December. Sorry, I thought you said September. No. Wow. So a uh, Yankee did yeah. pits off. Yeah. That's oh, funny. That, that reminds me. You said Cincinnati, Ohio. That reminds me of Cleveland. Your wife is in Cleveland, is she not? She or just was? got back. Did she see any active oh. dumpster fires? No. She saw no active dumpster fires. In no active dumpster fires. I don't, saw a pretty, I don't believe it. Pretty shot of the bay. The bay? Well, there's the, one of the Great Lakes bays. Lakes don't have a bay. Lakes are just a lake. Okay. She saw a pretty shot of the Great Lakes. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. It looks like a bay. I want a picture of a dumpster fire if somebody goes to Cleveland. Without a dumpster fire, Cleveland's not Cleveland. She was sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide beat Tuberville. Wow. We're all the way back to that. You like that throwback there? <laughs> all right. Oh, I, I can we talk some more coronavirus or pants off or do we want to just wrap it up? I don't, I don't know. I think we've, uh, I mean, I think we've the tightrope we were able to walk today. Have we, have we like pissed off quit. enough people? I would like to quit while we're ahead. <laughs> you don't want to pants off anybody. I really don't want to. And I don't want you to say like, anymore. So let's wrap it up. <laughs> you want me to have a sex scandal on the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I got no strings to hold me down. I've got enough juice in my headphones. Anyway, okay. You're frozen. <laughs> I'm not frozen. That was just uh Come my, on. My son would say, Aiden, this is for you. That was cringy. No, it wasn't. That was cringy. <sighs> Fine. So would you rather me have my bourbon juice or coffee before I record now? 
Oh, I think I'm uh, voting for the Blantons. (laughs) (laughs) Voting for the Blantons. Blantons in 2020, folks. (laughs) Eagle Rare Blantons 2020. (laughs) Actually, I'd probably go Weller. Blantons Weller ticket. There you go. Blantons Weller? Yeah. Yeah, Blanton's Weller. If you went for a coffee ticket, hmm, you'd have to have, would Juan Valdez be the the head of the ticket or the second on the ticket? Second on the ticket. The second, who would be the first? Mr. Starbuck. Howard Schultz. Is he still? No. Just okay, the Starbuck so first. So we would, we would have just the siren, right? Because Juan Valdez no, is not a real man. I'll take, I, I, I take it back. My coffee ticket would be McDonald's Starbucks. McDonald's. I love McCafe what? coffee, man. Oh, dude, you're killing me, man. McCafe coffee is where it's at. No, okay, now the food is yes, but the no, coffee the is where not, it's at. It's not great. You're the one that doesn't that drinks unleaded coffee. Yeah, but I still have standards. Come on. <laughs> I tasted your coffee. What about it? Is it too bold for you, Dave? No, no. I was going to say nothing's too bold for Dave Adams. No, not at all. <laughs> Although I am a medium roast type guy, so I don't oh, like the dark roast. You like, you like uh, coffee-flavored water then, okay. No. Now, I don't put any cream or sugar. I like mine straight black. Okay. So. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, if you hand me a, a coffee cup, I don't go and get a milk jug and sugar. No, no, no. I want it straight black anyway. Yeah. I, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, I okay. drink my coffee black too, except for at night because no, I'm my dessert now after supper is a cup of coffee, decaf, of course, with a sweet cream, like a uh, carnation naturals. I can't remember what it's called. A coffee mate naturals or something, but it's a sweet cream flavor. It is really good. Get you a bourbon cream. A bourbon cream. They make them. They actually make them. Earl Pitts bourbon cream. Bourbon cream and, and pour it in the anyway. All right. So if <laughs> if you want to talk coffee, if you want to talk politics, if you want to talk anything, how would they get a hold of us, Mr. Russell? They would dial the birth line at 650 UAB show. Spell it out on your keypad. Listen for the beep. Leave your message. Beep. We will play it on the show and discuss it and have a good time doing it. We will. Uh, also, check out our Twitter. I am at dadams419. He is at Runtide Run. The show is at Not Related Bros on Instagram. The hosts are the same. Uh, the show is Unrelated to Birth. Join our Facebook fan group. Uh, we are getting more people uh, liking the show on Facebook. That's great. Give us a little thumbs up on there. Uh, tell people to give us the five out of five stars. Recommend us. But also join the Facebook fan group. Uh, Kyle Gilbert today posted something about uh, about cargo shorts. So it was a throwback to, <laughs> to Adam wearing cargo shorts all the yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, so we post all fun things in there. I posted uh, last week. Uh, maybe it was this week. No, it was last week. The 90s are coming back. Super Soaker is going to start uh, producing their Super Soaker guns again. Yep. So that's it's something exciting. we need to talk about here. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so, guys... Just join everything. Uh, we do have the Patreon, patreon.com backslash unrelated birth. If you feel so led, five bucks a month. Uh, if we get 50 bucks, if we get 10 patrons, if we get birthers, what did Sherry want to call us? I forget. But if we get 10 uh, 
birthers or unrelated at birthers, siblings. There we go. Siblings. siblings if we get 10 yeah. siblings, then then we might throw in a couple of tiers. Uh, like maybe a $5 tier and a $10 tier and the $10 will do a, an extra Facebook live or something like that. But there you go. Uh, we still have the contest. If you like and share last week's episode on Facebook and tag three of your friends, you're put in for a free shirt on Dalester.com. Yep. We're going to do that this week again. You can get up so, to... So if they're listening to you now, what is the cutoff for that then, David? I am thinking... Uh, so here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have two episodes, one, two weeks back to back, where we will not be able to do a true Facebook Live like we have doing, uh, where they will be canned uh, shows that we've done. Yeah. I think the first show of April will be the last one. Okay. That that we're going we're going to do that. So we're so, going to hold it out there for a while then. Yeah, we're going to hold that out there for a while. So technically, I think that's four or five uh, chances to win a free shirt. Cool. I love it. If you haven't done it yet, uh, go back next last week and share and tag three of your friends. Yeah, and seriously, if make you sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Make sure they're three different friends. <laughs> Not the same friend three times. Three different friends, and no creating fake accounts either. Um, Right. Right. So if you if it, if you don't have any inspiration to do that, if you don't feel led to do so, go to Dalester.com and check out their shirts. They're actually really cool. They're really cool. I've got two out. of them already. Yep. Yep. Uh, but guys, we say it every week. We love you guys. We, we do truly mean it. Uh, the fact that you take an hour out of your day. Some of you take an hour and 15 minutes out of your week because you listen to our live. And today's live was a little longer than normal. But you take an hour and 15, hour, 20, hour and a half to listen to us just ramble about crap. Yeah. We talked about politics and the coronavirus, but not really about politics and the coronavirus tonight. <laughs> uh, and, and it means a lot to us that that you take time out of your day to listen to us. And we, we do love each and every one of you guys for doing that. Uh, so, guys, I'm going to do my spiel. We love you. We'll talk to you all next week. Adam, take them home. Yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. But we don't love you as much as Jesus does. That didn't come out nearly as smooth as it usually does. No, I was, over. <laughs> try that again. We love you guys, but not as much as Jesus does. There we go. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next week. Don't forget to tag three friends. See you later, guys. So I just had a shirt idea sitting here. Okay, hold up. Tell me in a moment. I got pee. Do we have? We don't have a good outtake this week, do we? I just, you just gave me one. Oh, fuck.